Welcome back to the Data Doesn't Equal Outcomes podcast, where your host, Tristan Keelan, and his guests explore everything about data, from culture to metrics to telling quality improvement stories for the human side of analytics. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Data Doesn't Equal Outcomes podcast. Um, our guest today is uh, very happy to have her, Shannon Witchlock from CCNY, is a Senior Evaluation Associate. Um, Shannon has a, a PhD in educational psychology and a plethora of experience in program evaluation. Shannon, thanks for joining us today. It's great to be here, Tristan. All right. So today's topic uh, is logic models. More specifically, um, how to use logic models to unlock uh, PQI or uh, performance quality improvement processes. So um, an otherwise maybe dry topic, but I think we're going to unpack it today and really make sure that people understand um, how logic models can be um, used um, effectively within an organization's infrastructure. So why don't we why don't we jump right into it? Let's start high level. Um, Tell us what a logic model is. What are some of the reasons uh, for making them? Well, my main background is in evaluation and my experience is in program evaluation specifically. And I've kind of fallen into, uh, I'd say, a passion for logic models because I have found that the use of logic models and the way in which I think about logic models um, helps me in terms of program evaluation and understanding it as, as a whole. And so what, what is a logic model? Um, I, you kind of, if you pull it back to when they first came about, so let's say at late sixties, early seventies, I think the logic model came about because, um, programs wanted to evaluate their impact. So then people were coming in trying to evaluate programs and then discovering that the programs didn't exist or they weren't being implemented in the way that they were saying they were impl being implemented. Um, and you just, you weren't able to evaluate a program if the program didn't, didn't exist in the first place. So the purpose of the, of the logic model was then to create the program, right? So that uh, it was being implemented correctly, that you were following, uh, you know, the um, your original goals of what you're doing, and then that you could actually measure the impact of what, of what you were doing. Uh, so when I think of a, an evaluation, um, I don't think of evaluation as separate, right? I think of evaluation as, as fully integrated into the planning um either maybe the the grant that you're writing on the on the program that that you would like to implement um or a specific aspect of of hey we have this goal what can we do to to reach this goal and you create a, a program uh oftentimes as an evaluator i step in afterwards right so i step in after they've already created the program and say hey we got this this program can you evaluate it or i'll step in after you know, they've written the grant and say, hey, we need this evaluation section written. Um, the, the problem with that is that then my evaluate, the evaluation is integrated. You're not doing that active quality um, improvement aspect um, to, to your programming. 
and and you're not able to implement everything that's involved in a logic model, right? So the logic model actually helps you look at what's the situation, what's the problem going on that we're trying to solve, right? So then what's our our overall our goal? What are we trying to achieve? Uh, and then part of that is also the assumptions. So oftentimes you'd want to use a, let's say, a, a evidence-based program, right? Evidence-based model. So, so your assumption is this, that that evidence-based model will help in achieving, you know, your goal, right? So then, then that goes to, okay, what are we going to do that? How are we going to achieve this goal? And so that gets into your objectives, right? And then how do we know we're going to achieve the goal? Your outcomes. And, and so it's all in that, that logic model. It's all right there. And as an evaluator, also what I love about the logic model is that you can uh, utilize it as your reporting mechanism. Um, I like that. Can you expand on that a little bit more? So, um, so first of all, let me take a quick, quick step back for all those things that a logic model is, uh, like bring it into the real world. Like, what does it look like? It's, it's a piece of paper, right? Like give us a little bit of a visual of, uh, of the logic model. Um, well, it's interesting. I, it, you know, if, if I was not a program evaluator, I, I would be an artist. I am an artist. Um, that is my artwork behind me. So, um, I, although a logic model is 2d, it's on a piece of paper or, or on a computer, uh, it's 3d in my mind as an evaluator or if I'm working with somebody in terms of programming, because uh, much like a, 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 you know, a program, there are many variables going on. And I see all those variables more or less in my head and, and can see the connections. You move this variable, this happens. If you move this variable, this happens. And I see all those variables. Um, and when I, with a logic model, I always ask, so what? I mean, I, I asked that about programs. So what? Why are you doing this? Wait, what what's the purpose of that? And it's those questions that get at it. So with a logic model, there's no one right way to do it or develop it. Um, there's a lot of templates out there um, that are great, but uh, it's really about how can you use that one sheet of paper in a kind of 2D form to represent the entirety of your program, to be able to answer the so what, and then be able to answer, you know, look at what we've achieved, and are we are is it are we on the right trajectory, or do we need to pivot in other ways? So it's a constant iteration of looking at everything, all those variables that are going on, and if you need to make any changes, to you know, um, achieve your, your original goal, what you set out to, to achieve. Um, so the answer is there's a lot of different templates out there. There's not one way to do it, to do a logic model. Right. I like that. It's a, it's a 2d output with, with three dimensional thinking. So you had started to talk about how the logic model informs like a data path. Um, give us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, um, Again, I'm going to bring it back to my my experience as as a data evaluator. One of the things that is very hard for me as an evaluator is to step into a program that is already in motion and that already has a a, um, 
let's say an evaluation. So if I'm stepping into it, I've stepped into two programs where then I'm going to report out on all these measures and, and these tools that they are, they're already using. Um, but then I don't see the connection to the objectives or the connection to the activities. They're, they're just tools to collect data. Um, and with, with the way I'm, with the way I think, uh, I need to see that connection and I need to know that connection is there because I need to then report back to the stakeholders about how, how this program is doing and, and why it's doing poorly or why it's doing well, what changes we're making based on, on those findings. And um, if I don't see that connection between the tools and the objectives and the overall goals, how do I bring that report? And so I've actually, I've done this in, in many um, grants that I've, that I've co-written um, where we work together. We look at, okay, what are the goals? What are the objectives? Is how, how are we going to do this? And I work alongside um, the people who are going to be implementing it. And I help them to write those goals and objectives, really think about, okay, what outputs are, are we going to be collecting? What data are we going to be collecting? What are the outcomes then, right? How do we know we're going to achieve it? And then utilizing that, that's how the report is, is written. It's based on those objectives, goals, outcomes, outputs that we all co-wrote together. Mm. It's in a nice package, right? Because it's, it's a one pager. And then I can go through and I can, you know, answer to that. Um, makes, um, makes it a lot easier as an evaluator to do that reporting out. It's, it's easy to understand. Um, and so the, the logic model to me is just an important piece of, of planning, um, knowing what's going on and then being able to, to report out. Okay. So we understand sort of the what and the why. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the how. Uh, rather than look at it from a, how do you build a logic model? Like you said, there's templates. A lot of folks are going to start from a template. Nothing wrong with that. Try to remember you can think beyond the template. Um, but in that process of putting a logic model together, what are some of those, what are the common pitfalls that organizations and programs tend to fall into when building their logic models that renders them sort of an exercise in documentation rather than a useful tool for ongoing, you know, program implementation and, you know, quality improvement process? I, the, the first pitfall would be that they only see it as part of what they have to do for an application. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, you know, uh, part of the application package, you have to include a one-page logic model. Um, so it's something that is only included in that in that proposal. It's done for that proposal, uh, and then that's it. They're 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 done with it. Uh, they never they never look look again at it. Um, and the other thing, another pitfall that I see <clears throat> oftentimes with the, uh, I'd say the templates that let's say a program might say, okay, well, here's an example of a template that, that you can utilize. They'll fill it out. If I look at a logic model and I cannot see the overall goal or objectives of the program, immediately I, I can't even look at, at the logic model because I, I, I don't understand the so what. I don't know what what you're trying 
trying to do. So a major pitfall of lots of logic models would be the lack of what is the problem, right? What's the situation going on? What is your population? What is the assumption? You know, what kind of, uh, uh, you know, evidence-based um, models are you, are you utilizing? Or are you looking at um, peer-reviewed research that has been published uh, on that population? You know, saying, hey, we've noticed these patterns. Um, and so if I want to see that bit of information that will then help me better understand, oh, this is why you're choosing these objectives to do these specific activities. And then for the outcomes, how do you know what you have reached, achieved? If I don't see a goal, then what are you trying to achieve? Right. So, um, so that, yeah, that's, that's a major pitfall. If I don't see go the goals and uh, objectives and the kind of, so what, um, it's missing a big chunk. So I think you referenced that a little bit earlier, like the, the goals and objectives represent some underlying assumptions and the actual diagram or flow or whatever you want to call it for this, this one page visual only makes sense when those goals, objectives and underlying assumptions are known. And so if you sort of skip past that part, you'll render the rest of it sort of without context and, and, and it starts to lose its utility. So in my experience, I come from the, that experience, right? I come from that experience of we create logic models because, uh, you know, not just grants, but uh, accreditation agencies want to see that as part of those application packages. And so they get created and they never get looked at again. So obviously having a better logic model helps make it more useful. But what are some other implementation strategies that programs can do to like, bring their logic model into a process rather than just putting them on a shelf and letting them collect dust. Another way that, I, that I've used uh, logic models, I've actually gone backwards. So I, so I mentioned that you want to uh, utilize a logic model to uh, plan out your program. And oftentimes that, that doesn't happen. Realistically, you, you know, there's a, there's a program that you already have you know you do well at it, you, you implement it, you have a set population that's coming in and you have your people that are, 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 are you know, um, implementing it, right? Doing X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z over and over again. They do it well, but there's not necessarily um, outcome data, right, on it. Um, that, hey, you know, you have this really great program how do you know that that you're making an impact, right? And then they're missing that huge piece. Either they're not collecting any of the data or um, really looking at what they're doing, what they're doing well, what they could improve upon, right? That's that's a huge part of it. Um, and so I have, I have come in and I have worked with programs where they select one specific program and, and I say, let's build a logic model around your current program. And when you do that, you start seeing gaps, right? Um, and, and that is it, in, it, in and of itself a way of, of quality improvement. So we're going we're gonna to come in, we're going to look, what are our underlying assumptions? What population are we working with? Um, how are we doing our, our, our recruitment? 
or, or how are we getting our part participants that come in? Um, what kind of resources are we utilizing? Um, it, you know, could, you, there's so many, you know, factors in that in terms of what tools you're using, uh, where, where, what partners are, are coming in and, 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 and working with you. Um, and so it really helps you to hone in on, okay, what is our, our goal and what's our objective? Okay. How are we doing it currently? You know, what are the, what are the gaps? What else could we be doing? And then writing out, okay, this is what we are currently collecting, but we would like to collect this. So if you figure out that there are other things that you would like to collect and understand, you can then work and, and create instruments, tools, different data collections that will allow you to do that and, and move it forward. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, like creating a logic model during, during the, you know, while you're in it can help also. Um, but it's important that you, that you have somebody that's, uh, right there with you that understands really what a logic model is and has a great background in, in evaluation and knowing how to push that forward, um, in a, in a way that's going to enhance your program, you know, because oftentimes people look at evaluation and they think it's, uh, I don't have the time. I don't have the staff. We, we we're just trying to do our program. And that's all we can do. Um, unknowingly, though, if you put your time in ahead of time, you know, to do a logic model, to think this through, that looking at what you're doing and how you're doing things and implementing things could actually save you time because you could, mm -hmm. could look at it and say, oh, wow, we're spending a lot of time on this when really we want to do this, you know. So, so it gives you another chance to relook at your, your program in terms of efficiency, right? Yes, I think that idea of it not being a one and done exercise, but having it almost as like a reference stock, right? So um, regular data review meetings, plan, do study act projects, like bring it up, like look at it again, use it as that reminder resource of why you're here and why you're doing the activities you're doing. And then juxtapose that to what you're actually doing. And if there's disconnect, then two things can happen, right? Either course correct back to the logic model or to my next question, how do you keep a logic model going? And can you talk about it as a living, breathing thing versus a stagnant thing? And what are some of the factors that, you know, should trigger an update to a logic model or a new version and just kind of talk about how, how it's alive? Yeah, I, th I think one of the important things is when you're looking at specifically the, the assumptions, assumptions can change. Your population can change. Um, it, it could be that that your funder who's funding your program um, pivots and says, hey, you know, we're going to introduce this new population into into the mix. Um, and then um, they want you to utilize the same programming. But that might not work in terms of evidence-based information, right? There might not be evidence-based that actually shows that that works for that that particular population, right? So, so it could work in terms of paying attention to what are your underlying lying assumptions, right? And if and if things change, remember I talked about how when I think about it, I think about all the interacting variables that are going on, and if you change one thing, it'll it'll change others down the line. 
Um, so that's what I think of uh, a logic battle as kind of it's 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 a live, you know, document, right? Um, that once something changes, other things will will change. So you need to keep looking back on it, especially about what situation is going on, what are what are the problems, um, you know, and there could be new issues introduced in to to your populations um and and new circumstances um and so really have to pay attention to then how that affects your programming and how you've always always done things um and then pivot and make those changes so so i think it's a what i think of a logic model is a like an elevator speech it's your one pager that you could give to a, a stakeholder you know you can give to your board members and just say, hey, th this is what, what we're doing. This is what we're trying to do. These are our, our assumptions, situation. This is our, our population. This is how we're looking at it. Uh, it's a great way to get, get feedback uh, and for others to understand your programming right away. We, I, as humans, we like to make things really complex. We think the, the more complex, the more interesting. I like to take complex problems and make it simple. So. I, I, I love that. Um, so in this simplicity, talk to us about the importance of a logic model along with program and service development. And maybe this gets a little bit to the difference between, you know, building a plane while you're flying it versus, you know, building the logic model first at the beginning of program implementation, which is obviously desirable, but seldom, seldom achieved. So how does the logic model, besides just being a map and a document and a reference, how can that drive the actual program and service delivery? Um, I think of that in terms of really focusing in on the objectives, right? So we have our overall goal, right? We want to achieve. And then we have our objectives. How are we going to achieve it? And with those objectives embedded in that are the actual activities that you're going to do. And so in under objectives is where you really want to think about those, those smart objectives, right? Okay, that's specific. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Um, can you actually do it? Is it, achieve is it achievable, right? Mm -hmm. um, and is it is it relevant to what you're doing? Um, obviously, there's a there's a time element associated with, with these. You know, how much time is it going to take? When do you need it to to do it within? Um, and then, because there are, there are objectives, and you want to know that are you actually achieving it? It needs to be measurable, also. So so part of that is like your your objectives, making sure they're smart smart objectives and embedded in there. It are your the actions, right? The activities that you're gonna do to achieve those ob objectives, or you know what you're going to achieve, and then because they're measurable, that leads to better outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. um, many times I have I have sat down and I have looked at um, goals and objectives for let's say uh, uh, a grant um, or project. And I recognize that's that objective isn't measurable. I don't I don't know how I would even measure that. So you're not 
going to be able to report out, collect the information to be able to report out that you achieved that. Um, so it's so it's really important um, in terms of thinking ahead of time. It helps you not only figure out, okay, what are we going to do? But at that same time, when you're figuring that out, uh, how are you going to do it? It's going to then help you to collect um, and create those those tools, instruments, where you're going to collect your 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 outputs, so that you could show your outcomes, which is your impact, right? Um, and which will also tell you uh, not only if you're doing things well. But if you're not doing things well, what changes need to take place then to your objectives and your activities? Yeah, it helps you keep up with and, and, you know, bring that back to some comments earlier. If it's living and breathing and you're updating it, um, it's really going to create a circle between the model and changes in the program and back to the model and makes it iterative uh, and not not static. Um, really, really sound advice. So I want to wrap us up, but I want to get to um, one piece of, of parting uh, advice for our audience. Um, so let's just say there's a, a program team and they've decided to sit down and they're going to build a logic model um, for an existing program. And you've got one piece of advice that you can give them. What is it? Um, you asked, so what and why bother, right? <laughs> those, those two questions. Um, and another, another piece of advice would be, uh, don't be afraid to, to kind of set, set the stage, right? You set it all up. You, 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 you have everything out, how everything's inter interacting with each other, what you have, what your population is, and then, and then you, you make it simpler, you know, you break it down. It's like, Oh, this goes with this, this goes with this. So, um, don't be afraid to, to, to start big. What you're going to do is, is thinking about the actual relations between all those steps and then make it, make it simpler. Um, and, and always, always remember why you're doing it. Who, who are you doing this for? Who's your client? What's your overall goal? And what's what's your objective? Once you forget about those two things, then yeah, what what are you doing? Right. So always ask, so what? Why bother? Don't be afraid to start big and work your way down. Yep. Good. Excellent. Sound advice. Um, so that's gonna wrap us up for today. Um, using logic models to accelerate uh, PQI process. Our guest today has been Shannon Witchlock, uh, Senior Evaluator at CCNY. Shannon, thanks so much for your, uh, for your advice today. Great. Thank you, Tristan.